This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and I am so delighted to introduce you to our celebrity guest today, Nicolina, who has really become a star in this last year. Nicolina is the famous 19-year-old singer-songwriter from Vaughan, Ontario, who appeared on season 20 of American Idol this past year. Nicolina became the first Canadian to make it to the top five in the history of American Idol. She wrote and released her first EP in 2021 entitled Moving On, and her recent single Glitter shot to number one on the singer-songwriter charts on iTunes. With over 320,000 TikTok followers and millions of views, and really dubbed as the TikTok queen, Nicolina has wowed audiences all over the world with her powerhouse vocals and emotional storytelling. I'm so excited to have her here. Nicolina, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hello. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I'm so excited. Nicolina, I can't even imagine what it must have been like for you to walk into that room. I get the chills as I say it. That first time for your American Idol audition on ABC with really a panel of some of the most famous singers and music makers in the biz Katy Perry, who you always loved as a young girl, the legend Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan, and you completely blew them all away. After your audition, you received a standing ovation and they were all in awe of you. Even Lionel Richie said, I am a fan of yours. I actually want to play that clip for our listeners of what all these celebrity judges said after you finished that gorgeous rendition of She Used to Be Mine by Sarah Bareilles. Let's roll that clip. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I felt your whole life story in that song. Oh, sorry about that one. <laughs> no, no, it's no, it was beautiful. It's about. Everybody it's has their pain and their sorrow and their sadness, but it's about connecting right. to the heart. Yeah. Girl, that was just ridiculous. Thank you. And the journey of your voice, it's what's so infectious. Yeah. I'm a fan of Thank you. yours. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you. Um, you navigate everything mm. wonderfully. You even did like a down run thing mm. that was so unique. And you go into a place in your mind right before you sing. And that's what big time singers do. Wow. 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 You wowed all of them, Nicolina. They were dancing and grooving and blown away by you. Can you take us back to that day and that moment and what it felt like? For sure. That day, I remember it being so hectic leading up to my audition. I was the last person to audition on my day. 
And, you know, each city has their routine. And in my city, I was day one. So I was closer on day one. (laughs) So it was a crazy day and so much pressure and nerves and all the things. But in the audition itself, it's almost like I seen the judges and I just kind of felt like ah, it was my moment at that time. I walked in there and I was like, yep, this is it. This is what you want to do for the rest of your life. So, you know, throughout that audition, I was obviously nervous, so much pressure, so much to uh, think about in the moment, but I just felt really awesome about myself and I felt really amazing about the journey. Oh my God. Katy Perry said to you, I felt your whole life story in that song after that heartfelt performance and your golden voice really got you a golden ticket to Hollywood where you became one of the top five contestants on the show's 20th season. Like that's crazy. And there's something about you and that Sarah Barella song that is just unbelievable. We're going to be playing it for our listeners in just a moment. But can you tell us what attracts you to this piece, She Used to Be Mine, because your cover of it is completely next level spectacular. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, This song is super special for me. It was one of the first songs that kind of kickstarted my, I guess, TikTok journey. And it was one of the first songs that I felt so incredibly connected to as an artist. I'd first discovered that song back in like early 2019 um, when I actually seen Waitress on Broadway. It was my first Broadway show. It was like, it was such a journey with that song, truly. So, you know, I really felt that song when I heard it for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I have to sing this. I don't know for <laughs> what yet, but it's going to be part of my story. And, you know, three, four years later, it was. And it was on <sighs> TV and all the things. And I just think that song is so special and it speaks to so many people in so many different ways. And I feel like everyone can connect to it in some way or another. And, you know, I found my way of connecting to it, you know, learned it, cried through it, did all the things and then (laughs) was able to uh, present it. I have the chills even as you're talking because I'm so excited for our listeners to enjoy this. I just loved watching that performance of yours and I want everyone to feel the same thing. So here is Nicolina singing her cover of She Used to Be Mine by Sarah Bareilles. Let's all have a listen. It's not simple. Due to international copyright law, podcasts are unable to include music. Music can only be played on the live radio broadcast. Finding Your Bliss airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you'd like to hear this artist's music, you can find the link to our Finding Your Bliss SoundCloud in the episode description. Oh my God. That was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. Oh my God, Lord. Ah. What a song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. Oh my gosh, don't cry. (laughs) There was a wonderful moment. I mean, first of all, the judges went crazy. I think people all over the world went crazy when they saw that audition. And there's this wonderful moment after the audition where you hugged your dad. And I think you dedicated this song to your dad at one point. I'm not sure if this was the time. And then all of a sudden your family was up on that big screen and you were so emotional Mm -hmm. seeing them all. What was it like to walk out of there holding that golden ticket? Like, it's unbelievable. And knowing that your journey was really beginning. Yeah. I mean, walking out of the room with the ticket was <laughs> so surreal. It was a totally different experience. I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do from here? What, am I, <laughs> what, what is my life going to become in the next you know, year? Whatever the situation was. But getting to share that with my family was, I think the biggest moment of that whole journey, just the whole American Idol journey, just because, you know, my family's always been my biggest supporter and they've always been like my support system with just developing as an artist and as a person. And um, 
I don't cry often. That's not something I do. I'm not a crier. That's just not me. So when I walked in there with that ticket, I'm like, I just know it's about to come down. I'm about to pour. These tears about to pour. So when I walked into that room with the ticket, I was trying to like kind of in my head, I was like, don't cry. You don't need to cry. This is a happy moment. (laughs) As soon as I like saw their faces and just, you know, sharing this experience with them, like guys, we did it was just so, I was just overcome with everything in that moment. I think that's when it really hit me. And we all felt that too. That was so wonderful. Throughout your journey, really, from holiday week to the end, you were known as the girl with the powerhouse vocals who repeatedly got standing ovations, wowed audiences, viewers and judges alike week after week after week. Is there a moment that stands out for you as an epiphany in that whole experience that you'll never forget? Yeah. Um, Well, that whole week was absolutely insane. I can look back at it and just talk about it for hours just because... (laughs) just how much happened and how much went into preparing for it. But the one moment I think that really, really stood out to me and just kind of brought me back to the first bit of emotions I had in my first audition, I think was right after I got off stage for the very first round. So I sang a Billie Eilish song (laughs) called Everything I Wanted. And I got off that stage and I was just like, oh, I was like, I don't know what to do. And the thing is, as soon as you got off stage, they pulled you into like a mini interview, just being like, how did you think you did? And what, just those questions. So I was already shaking and they pull me out into this interview and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And I just started crying on camera. And then they, they loved it. They were like, oh, this was for your sisters. And I was like, yes, it was for my sisters. And it was just like such a big moment for me too. Because again, I'm not an emotional person. And I was like, for me, it takes a lot. So I think just being on a stage in a theater of that size, and it was just a stunning theater in the middle of LA. It was just kind of a glimpse into what I want my future to look like and what my dreams could become. So it was just a big moment. Oh, my gosh. Luke Bryant said, and I quote, I've always thought that you were one of, if not the best singers in the whole competition. And I think a lot of people thought clearly that you 100% were the best singer in the competition. I always felt that way. Did it feel like a dream for you, Nicolina, to see these famous stars in person or did they become like real people after a while? It felt like a dream for the first, I want to say, two or three interactions we had. Yes. But I actually remember having a conversation with some of the other contestants during the Hollywood week. And we were just like, okay, so they're actual, they're people. (laughs) Like celebrities are people, guys. It wasn't. So when we were talking to them off camera or whatever it may be, it was so surreal because you're so used to seeing their TV personality or their interview personalities and talking to them just one-on-one, just about, you know, we both share the same passion. We both have a love for music. It was another experience. Like that was something I will take away from American Idol and just hold on to forever because that was insane to me. Wow. Can you describe a few words to describe your relationship with Katy Perry, what she was like just in a couple of words or just a lovely moment that you shared or something? Yeah. Um, well, Katy, I always felt like Katy had like mom energy and she always wanted to see like the contestants thrive. Yes. And one moment I'll never forget is during the finale of American Idol, I finished singing with Sarah Brellis, which was also a dream. But I finished singing with Sarah Brellis. I was already a mess. And Katy Perry, as soon as they went to commercial, came up to the stage and was just like, I'm so proud of you. Look how far you made it. And that moment, I was standing next to Katy Perry, who I grew up listening to religiously, and Sarah Bareilles, who has now given me the tools to kickstart my career. And I'm standing next to these two incredible women. And I was, I was just in, I'm like, I'm, what's my life? 
what in my life is a movie. I got, like, that's what it was. But yeah, it was wow. insane. Wow. Lionel Richie, and I mentioned this before, said right from the start that he was a huge fan of yours. I mean, that in itself, like, my goodness. Can you say a few words about Lionel Richie and what it was like working with him? For sure. Lionel Richie is easily the most humble, down-to-earth, genuine person I think I've ever met in my whole life. He just had so much love and pride in the contestants, and he just wanted to see them do well. So I remember... After every episode, uh, if you make it through, you go and you take a picture with the group. And Lionel made a point of talking to every single contestant and congratulating them and just, you know, making sure they're good. And then even when eliminated contestants came back for the finale, he checked on all of them and he had a conversation and he just checked up on what they're doing. And it was so amazing to see that because in a competition setting, it's hard to know that someone is on your side, but Lionel really did make it feel like there was someone on our side at all times. And he's like the hugest star. So like oh, that- the legend. Oh my God, completely beyond. Yeah. I have to say, I also noticed in that first audition, the way Luke Bryan's face lit up like a Christmas tree whenever you sang, like in that first, but always- can you tell us a little bit more about Luke Bryan? And he really got your voice when he talked about that down run and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, Luke was, I think out of all the judges, he was the one who actually talked about my voice the most, if that makes sense. Like we'll say like technique wise and stuff. So some things that didn't make it into episodes or whatever, he would be like, oh, I really loved how much power was in that note. Wow. Or I would have like a little slip up and he'd be like, I noticed that, but you saved it. And it was just wow. things like that. And I think I learned a lot from Luke just because of how, not only does he want to see you perform, but he wants to know that your voice is there and that he wants you to recognize your talent. And I was super grateful of that because nine out of 10 times, he always told me at least one thing I could work on and one thing that he loved. So oh. I always had like some advice coming from him. Wow, that's like a gift, right? Like that's right. like you, you can't, you know, like that's beyond. On American Idol, for our listeners who don't know, often famous singers come on to coach the contestants on the show. Was there one that stood out for you as just like next level? Ooh, that's a hard one. All the mentors we had or coaches were, I learned so much from them. I think the one that stuck out the most to me, though, was, um, ooh, see, I don't even know. There were so many, mo <laughs> so, like, many. so many treasured moments just in mentoring. Okay, um, in Hawaii. I worked with Jimmy Allen. This was our first mentor. And going into it, I knew who Jimmy Allen was, but I wasn't like, oh, like what can he what can he teach me? I'm like, we're in two different worlds. <laughs> but Jimmy Allen was really supportive and was really um he was really awesome about talking about the emotion that goes into singing and how you have to be vulnerable and how you have to really put yourself out there and show every bit of yourself when you're an artist. Yes. And I think I learned a lot from him in that to just be vulnerable and it's okay to be emotional in mm -hmm. these moments. Like these are huge moments in my life. Why would I suppress a feeling or why would I not feel what's happening in that moment? I think I learned that from him. Uh, he was just so supportive and I, I'll always look back on the conversations we had, like even when we weren't on camera, just because he was so excited to see mm -hmm. someone in the position that the contestants were in. And he was so honored to be able to help us out and just be there as like 
someone to look up to. I even noticed the contestants being excited about you. Like I've seen clips where you see them all like freaking out, standing ovation, clapping, going crazy, listening to you sing. What was it like working with all of these contestants? Did you become like a family? Did you become close? What was that experience like? The contestants became a family. They are my second family. I can say that with complete confidence. I just remember there were some nights too when contestants would leave the competition and it, oh. we, we were all wrecked. And yes. you'd think in a competition, it's like, okay, beautiful, one down, I'm still here. But that wasn't the mentality at all. It was wow. like, oh my God, our friend just went home. Our family just, just left the bunch. Yes. So, you know, we were so close and on set, we were inseparable. Even when we weren't on set, I would find some of the contestants in my room or we would go to someone else's <laughs> hotel room and we would just sing and we would just tell oh. stories and we would just bond. And that I think is what got a lot of us through being away from family and being away from your home because we found a home, even though we were living out of a suitcase and we could leave at any moment, you know, we found a home and we found a safety within each other, which I thought was so special. Oh, I love that. I never realized that. That's so cool. You actually fell in love with music while watching The Little Mermaid as a young girl. And growing up, you participated in musical theater, appearing in shows such as Grease and Mamma Mia and more. And I never realized that. Your voice is so sensational, Nicolina, and there's nothing that you can't sing. You sing everything. So initially, I thought you were just a pop singer singing these huge ballads from Adele and Celine Dion and really like doing them serious justice. So I was gobsmacked when you sang Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid for Disney Week on American Idol. You were in full costume, full regalia. By the way, I'm an American Idol fan who's been watching for over 20 years, like from the beginning. So I didn't miss a beat. And you even had Katy Perry when you did that performance lying down on the ground in awe of you. What was happening there? And was that so much fun doing that? That performance was, I think, the most fun I've had in a long time. Not even just American Idol, just in a long time. That performance brought me back to my roots and brought me back to, you know, four-year-old me in my little playroom watching The Little Mermaid and being scared of (laughs) Ursula. And I think stepping out into (laughs) Ursula was so cool because it wasn't it was me performing but I got to step into a character which is where a lot of my training comes from so it was just so much fun and even the fact that Katie was dressed up as Ariel it was just (laughs) it was the whole thing it was so my god do your teachers like I'm just thinking about you must have had leading roles when you were in school have they gone crazy seeing this like you're I'm thinking you're performing arts teachers and your drama teachers and singing teachers watching this happen before their eyes that must have been a, pr- a real trip for them yeah I mean I got to visit my school I think it was a few weeks after I got back from LA from the whole journey wow and I just remember walking in and it was like a little celebrity moment like a little <laughs> meet and greet um, and I went back to my old classrooms and I got to see everything and uh, it was so special because you know, looking back as a student taking music or taking drama, you don't expect to see your life take off and your those classes, I guess, pay off or, you know, just all all of the stuff that goes into performing and yes. talking to my teachers again was, oh my gosh, it was insane. All they had to say was just, we're so proud of you. Oh my gosh, like, please come back to the school and do this. And I was like, yes, like I would love to <laughs> where I started, you know? So it was really awesome. And, uh, my middle sister goes to the same school now and she's in a a vocal music program that I was in when I was there. 
Yeah, uh-huh. so it's so cool uh-huh. to get to see her live that out. And then, you know, whatever her passions and dreams are, like she might leave that school and that might happen for her right away. <laughs> and it's just crazy to think of how my life lined up coming out of high school. Wow. Yeah, that's surreal. Wow. Do you remember, Nicolina, the first time you got onto a stage as a young girl at your school, let's say, or a church, or I don't know where it was your first performance. Do you remember the performance? And do you remember what that felt like for you? Don't answer that just yet. We're going to go on a short commercial break. We'll be right back with Nicolina from season 20 of American Idol. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And I'm here with American Idol top five finalist, Nicolina. And we've been having the most incredible conversation and just loving listening to her sing. And before the break, Nicolina, we were about to find out what it felt like for you the first time you stepped foot onto a stage. Yeah, so that very first time on a stage performing in front of people, I think I was actually six years old. I was tiny. (laughs) This was at my elementary school. And I remember I had... In class, it's a long story. And I always owe this <laughs> to my nonna because I'm like, my nonna is the reason I sing. This is the reason. So she had taught me a song growing up about a rainbow. And it's not like your traditional somewhere over the rainbow. I'm, I couldn't tell you what it is because I <laughs> have no idea. But it was just such a cute little song about a rainbow. And, you know, it put a smile on your face. And it was just something that me and my nonna bonded over. And in class one day, we had read this book about a rainbow, and it kind of was the story of the song. So I sang the song for my teacher as a little six-year-old in class. Oh, my God. And yeah, my teacher started crying, and she called the office, and she's like, you guys got to come down here. She's going to sing for you. So the principal came down. I'm pretty sure the secretaries from the office came down. They all came down, and I sang, and they were bawling. And I was, I didn't get it. I was six. I I didn't understand. But the first thing that left the principal's mouth is that you're singing that for the school. You're going to sing that for the whole school. And in my head, I was like, oh, okay, this is so fun. So, you know, a few weeks passed, I sing it for the school and it was just like this rush. And I felt, you know, people clapping and it's an elementary school, it's full of kids. So it's not that they're appreciating the music, but it's still like, I felt just that feeling of stepping on stage. And it almost became like an addiction. I'm like, I need to do this. This is my thing. If I don't do this, I will not be okay. So I started music theater and I started performing around my town. And, mm. you know, one thing led to another and the rest is history. So. Oh, oh my God. I, I, I just, I absolutely love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. I can tell you that towards the end of American Idol, I, Judy, and I think the whole world that watches American Idol wanted you to win. And we're sure oh, that you were going to win. You. And I'll never forget the night you made it into the top five, which is pretty unbelievable. 
but found out that you weren't moving on. And Katy Perry's jaw dropped and she actually looked devastated, like shocked and devastated and later told everyone that that's what she felt. And her face really expressed what we were all feeling. I know you've said that you feel like a winner anyway, which you are. And I love your positive attitude. But can you tell us what happened after that night? Because people went crazy. Your fans took to Twitter going, there's a mistake. Like they were almost ready to buy it. Yeah, yeah, rioting. Yeah, there really was. And and yet, of course, you look at Jennifer Hudson, who was not in the top three, and she's the one who became the most famous. And and typically, that's sort of the story, right? It's never the one in the top spot necessarily. And people do become famous in the show. And your career has been pretty unbelievable. So... What was that like and how did you adopt such a positive attitude? And what was that journey like after that night? Yeah, um, that night, I just remember that was one of the nights that I was just so exhausted. And I was so in, I was just in a place where I was like, at this point, I'm so happy with where I made it. So leading up to that night, I completely honest, I didn't think I was going to make it past like Hollywood week. I thought that was it for me. Really? So moving into live shows yeah moving into the live shows i was kind of just like oh my god i'm lucky to be here another week okay i get to (laughs) sing again okay i get to play with an awesome band again and it was just so much i guess appreciation for the journey so when that night hit because of just you know where i was and how tired i was and i was ready to go home and see my family i think i i sang i did what i could and then i got to do exactly that i got to spend time with my family so i think i just took that away from it because, you know, I got my name out there. The world got to see me and I got to share my story with the world. So I, I won. I wanted every single totally. I so agree with you and I love your attitude. That's the best part of all of it. <laughs> and as I said, all the fans just, <laughs> they took to Twitter going crazy. Yeah. Well, that made me feel very special too. <laughs> just how much love was coming through. Oh, it yeah. was just like, you're, you are the winner. Like you've already won. So that was the best part. I'd love to go back to your childhood for a moment. I know you attended the St. Elizabeth Catholic School as a young child. I know you're always involved in musicals, plays, stage. Your family has always been very important to you. Like, that's one of the nicest moments after a show, seeing that whole family, your grandmother, your right. sisters, your dad, everybody there with you. Can you tell us what your childhood was like and can you describe it for us? Yeah, for sure. So my childhood growing up, I was very fortunate. I lived in a very beautiful, very safe neighborhood. I, I really, I have nothing to complain about. I was so lucky as a kid growing up and uh, I was singing and doing music and taking music theater lessons uh, and just trying to keep positive because, you know, it's hard sometimes being in school, being, having passions and just, you know, in general, it's hard being a kid sometimes. So I was very lucky to be able to come home to a beautiful family and a beautiful home where I was so lucky. So, you know, moving into, you know, out of elementary into high school was a super hard transition for me just because there was so much going on in my personal life. You're at that age where everything's changing and the world is changing around you. And um, that was probably one of the the hardest points in my life, just in every aspect, mentally, my family life, my personal life, everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that when I entered high school, I got to do music every day because I really do think that saved me. And that really pushed me to just work. And throughout that time too, I had my dad always just like in my ear, like, you're going to do this. You're going to be a legend one day. You're going to be famous. (laughs) And he was just such, he gave me the positive energy I needed when I felt like there was nowhere to turn. 
So, you know, just kind of transitioning into young adulthood or teenage years, I had my dad helping me out just to keep pushing and keep working. Wow. So Nicolina, I want to ask you about what happened five years ago to your family. And I say this as someone who is a child of divorce myself, my parents, I was three years old and my parents got divorced. So when I read about what happened to you five years ago, I really understood it because I still feel it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say my age on the air. <laughs> I'm much older than you. I could be your, uh, you know, much older uh, parent. And yeah. And so I, I really get that. So I wanted to ask you how you dealt with your parents' divorce and how do you think music helped you heal and cope? For sure. Um, you know, when everything started happening with my family, it was totally never expected. Didn't think anything like that could happen to my family, you know parents split, things happen. And for me, that was super difficult because I came from growing up with, you know, your poster family and your everyone being like, oh my God, your family's awesome. And I agree, growing up, it was a dream. Like I said, I'm so lucky to have grown up the way I did. Um, so, yes. you know, when everything happens, you're feeling those emotions, you're going through it. And I think I was extra worried for my sisters because they were still super young at the time. Mm -hmm. So five years ago, I would have been like 13, 14, which is still young. But, you know, my yeah. sisters were still in single digits. So yeah. I was stressed out and I was like, I don't know how this is going to affect them. But my dad was, again, always there to remind us to use our passion and our creativity to get through stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where music stepped in. And that's where me and my sister started bonding over music. Wow. So yeah, so there would be times where, you know, it was a super just rough day and just wasn't happening for anyone. No one was in a great place. And there would be moments where my sister would be like, okay, let's just sing something hmm. or let's just try and film a video. And I was like, yes, okay, let's do that. So we'd all sit around the piano and I'd start plucking out chords and we'd just sing. Whether it sounded good or bad, we just sang. And it just kind of in some way just brought everything together and it just made everything okay. Yeah. So I was really, really lucky to have my dad looking out for us and then also music to kind of pull us all back together and make sure that we're doing well and that we're getting through this as a team and as a family. You know what's so great and what I know from your whole story is that you're such a loving sister and such a wonderful person you. that you were worried not about yourself so much, you were worried about your sisters. That speaks volumes about you. Well, thank you. I mean... It's, it's life. <laughs> no, it's it's um it's amazing. Sublimating what you love and your passion and your purpose is really what this show is all about. And you did that. And it's so incredible. I got to go back to the end of Idol to say that for those of you, again, who don't know on this program, when you're a finalist on American Idol, you get a single. And Nicolina, you got the single Glitter originally yes. by Patrick Droney. And you said that you chose Glitter because, and I quote, it's a beautiful and haunting depiction of what grief really is. You said grief, quote, is a scary feeling that we all inevitably feel in life and is something that is not easily gotten rid of. And the lyrics and glitter perfectly paint the theme of that feeling of grief but you didn't stop there you made glitter your own which i love about you you really <laughs> you. wanted to take it and make it your own of course it was produced by mr franks who has produced everyone ariana grande justin bieber and blackpink wow and other than your gorgeous voice in that song and i love the song what did you do to make that song your own which ended up becoming the number one hit on the singer-songwriter charts on iTunes. Can you tell us more about what attracted you to the song and how you made it your own? Yeah, for sure. So that song in particular, um, 
everyone else on the show that did these originals was original songs, whether they were written by them or pitched to them and then a team worked on it, whatever the situation was, I was the only one doing a cover or a remake. And I love to kind of market myself with saying like, I take songs that people love and I flip them. And I, and I just have fun with them. So like I've turned total dance tracks into ballads or Ugh. I've turned like a Billie Eilish song into something as powerful as a Celine Dion song. And I just, I love doing that. And with my team, we make that happen. So I figured it would be a great idea to do it with glitter as well, just to highlight kind of like my specialty and what I love doing. So I chose that song initially just because of the message and how beautiful the words actually are. And I had so many people around me and, you know, everyone experiences grief in different ways and for different reasons. It's not only a death thing. And, you know, there's so many different ways to grieve something. And I thought that it was so perfect. Just every word in that song, like I wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. So when uh, it came down to choosing our songs, I was like, okay, we're doing glitter. <laughs> yeah. So I stepped into the studio and I kind of told them the vibe. I'm like, flip it. Because the original one is like the original one is stunning. I think it's beautiful. I just wanted to bring a different element, like a different wow. feel to it. And that's exactly what Mr. Franks did and the team did. And it was incredible. I remember listening to it back and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I was like, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. Uh, yeah. Did you have a moment like being in a car and listening to it on the radio with the windows down and, and just like... You know what? Like, I didn't get to do that until I got home from LA. So the song came out I believe it was mid-May or early May. And then I got home last week of May, last few days of May. So yes. I didn't get to actually experience that until I was back home with my family. Ugh. But mind you, I feel like it was better that way because they got to feel what I was feeling for the first time. And we did that together. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. For those of you who haven't heard it yet, here is Nicolina singing her fabulous single, Glitter. String Oh my God. <sighs> oh, I love it. It's my, it's one of oh. my favorite songs I've ever released. Easily. Oh, it's so beautiful, Nicolino. Wow. Wow. You, wow. Your you. voice, your voice is so good. Oh my God, thank Lord. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. You have garnered millions of views on your TikTok account, drawing in loyal followers with your powerful vocals. What do you love about being on TikTok? TikTok's so cool. TikTok is so fun. Honestly, <laughs> This whole TikTok thing was so new to me when it came out. And I was on it for absolute jokes, just, you know, <laughs> making videos with my friends and whatever. But when I started taking it seriously, it really is like a business. Like it is work, but yes. I'm so happy to be like, hey, my full time job is creating content <laughs> and making music. TikTok is so cool. And honestly, I just I tell this to everyone I meet. I'm like, if I wasn't on TikTok, I don't think I would have found some of my favorite artists and favorite songs and just figured out my sound and the possibilities of music and even other like in other worlds to even fashion and you know just everything 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 tiktok has been so fun wow 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 so you are a huge star on tiktok instagram and everywhere you've been gigging like crazy since you've been back and i know yeah. this because i see you on instagram <laughs> and oh, we're yeah. give everyone all the handles after how they can follow you but i know that you've even gone to Italy and sung at a private party. I know. I all did. About that. I did. Was that so fun? That was so exciting. I went with my band. And so my band and I, by the way, my band is 
an out of this world, otherworldly. I'm so incredibly lucky to be able to work with such amazing musicians. But me and my band had only played two shows before we actually went to Italy. So we didn't spend a crazy amount of time together. So we didn't all like become a family yet. But that Italy trip, oh my gosh, we we went through <laughs> it together. We had a great time together. It was just such an amazing bonding experience and learning experience for all of us. So some of the members of the band, I'm just going to mention some of their names because they've been yeah. on the show. One, of course, is Seth Zosky, who I know yes. is a big part of that. And one is Michelle Yu, who's also such a talent. They're so talented. Oh They're insane. Unreal. You know what's interesting? I just realized, Nicolina, is you have your own family. You have the American Idol family, and now you have your band family, too. Right. Nice. It's so fun. I have so many people that are just so supportive and that I can count on. And it's just such an amazing thing to, you know, go through this journey with that many people on my side. It's something I never thought would, you know, happen. So I'm over the moon. It's so cool. You have an incredible show coming up on November 11th, your first headlining concert. And in it, you're going to be singing some new original music, some of your favorite songs that you sang on Idol. And there's going to be a meet and greet. And there might yeah. even be a win machine, everyone. A win Maybe. machine. <laughs> you have to come to the show to find out, guys. <laughs> Can you tell us a little more about your concert, Nicolina, at the Velvet Underground in Toronto? How can people get tickets? Yeah. And tell us a little more. All right, so we'll start with how you can get tickets. You can get tickets on my website, www.nicolinabozzo.ca. There's meet and greet tickets, there's general admission, you know, come hang out, we're gonna have a great time. And about the concert itself, I am so, so excited. I think I have put so much work into this and my band and my team have put so much work into this concert. And I just think it's gonna be a great time. And I'm just so excited to be able to actually meet people that watch the show and connect with them and see their faces finally. I'm just, I'm so looking forward to it. And there's a little bit of everything for all walks of life and all types of people. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, so are we. I'm definitely going to come and I encourage all of you to come and we'll keep telling you about it on this show and we'll tell you yes, at the end of the show please. how you can do it. I have to ask you the question that we ask everybody at the end of the show. And that is, what is bliss for Nicolina Bozo? Oh my gosh, what is bliss? Oh my gosh, my music. I think just my singing and my journey and just everything I've been through. I think looking back at my life and how it's lined up and what I've been through and what I'm doing now is just bliss. It just is. And I think that's the best answer I could give you. What advice do you have for aspiring singers and people who want to be Nicolina one day? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so weird to hear. I love that. <laughs> um, be yourself, take risks, push your comfort zone, because if you don't, you're never going to know what's going to happen for you. So, you know, take the risk, take the leap and just keep working hard because you'll get where you want to get. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> Do you have an ultimate dream in this industry? Because I see you doing everything. I see you being the pop singer, the Adele and the Celine Dion. I see you also being on Broadway. Do you have an ultimate dream that you would love to achieve in this business? I think I get asked this a lot. And just honestly, I think my dream is just to be happy and to keep creating, whether that be on a huge stage in front of thousands of people or in my home surrounded by my family. I think as long as I'm singing, as long as I'm doing this whole music thing, I'm happy and I'm good and all my dreams have come true. 
<laughs> That's so lovely. And you know what that tells me? That you're a true artist. Because it's about doing it, right? It's really about right. doing it. And that's so incredible. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, Nicolina is going to sing us out of the show with a gorgeous song by Billie Eilish. We'll be right back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Hi, we are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we've just spent the most wonderful hour with a real star and singing sensation, Nicolina. And she's going to be singing us out of the show today with her cover of Billie Eilish's song, Everything I Wanted. Nicolina, what is it about Billie Eilish that you love, and why is this song so meaningful to you? Yeah, well, Billie Eilish, for starters, she is so real, and she doesn't sugarcoat anything in her songs. And I think that's so special. And that's something I definitely aspire to do in my career moving forward is just to be real and raw and emotional. And this song particularly is just so special to me because this was the song I dedicated to my sisters during Hollywood week on American Idol. So it's one of my faves. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Let's all have a listen to Everything I Wanted performed by Nicolina for her sisters. Here it is. Let's have a listen. Oh my God, Nicolina, that was incredible. <laughs> thank oh you. my goodness, oh God. My gosh, thank, you, thank you. Will you come back on the show again when you win your first Juno or Grammy? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> please. please. I would be honored. <laughs> what is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on social media and follow you everywhere? Yeah. So all my Instagram handles are at Nicolina Bozzo. So just the full name. My DMs are always open. So let's chat. <laughs> let's do it. You can read through there all the things awesome awesome and don't forget tiktok everyone i want to thank you so much nicolina it's truly been an honor to have you on the program today honestly thank Thank you you so much no this was probably one of my favorite interviews on the record one of my favorite interviews i've done (laughs) thank you so much for saying that wow each week we spotlight a singer songwriter or musician on the show if you're a singer please reach out to us and if you're an author artist yoga meditation or mindfulness expert or really anybody who has found and is following their bliss we would love to hear from you also what did you love about today's show i think that might be obvious but please write to us we'd love to hear from you at fyb at findingyourbliss.com i'm also a life coach if i can help you in any way please let me know you can reach out to me at findingyourbliss.com coaching And of course, you can always follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook.
In Bliss News, we are so excited to announce that singer-songwriter Lisa Sunshine, who is going to be on the show next week on Finding Your Bliss, her and her singing partner, Brock Burford, from the children's singing group Sunshine and Broccoli, are performing in Toronto tomorrow. That's right, Sunshine and Broccoli are having their big CD release show tomorrow on October 30th at 10.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. at the Leia Paulson's Theatre. And they're opening the show with a book reading from Strum and the Wild Turkey by Noah Daniels and so many fun, exciting things in store. To get tickets, all you have to do is go to their Instagram page, at Sunshine and Broccoli, and click on the link in their bio. And I want to spell that for you. It's S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E-A-N-D. B-R-O-C-C-O-L-I. So just go to their Instagram and click on the link in their bio and make sure to tune in next week when Lisa Sunshine will be on the show. I would like to thank our wonderful and our exclusive celebrity guest today, Nicolina, for being on the show. We really loved having you here. Also, thank you to Mag Ruffman, Siobhan Kylie, producer and audio engineer Nayira Amani, senior editor Lauren Kaminsky, video editor Sierra Brown Rodriguez, audio producer Faz Causey, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. For all of us here, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.